It was early evening, and most of the shops had already closed, so East Street was fairly quiet. The aroma of freshly cooked sausages and fried onions lingered long after the man selling hot dogs had packed away his stall. She made her way to the cross before scampering up North Street to the bridal shop that had already closed its doors for the day. Percasso gazed through the window, past the headless model displaying a shimmering wedding dress of fine white lace. She was looking for something much smaller with more legs. She was looking for the famous spiders, Button and Stitchley, who lived there. She stared harder into the darkened store until her keen vision picked out a slight movement in the far corner of the shop. A perfectly formed web was caught for the briefest of seconds in the light of the nearby lamppost that had just flickered into life. There, in the corner near some fancy hat boxes, she could just make out the spiders staring back at her. Isn't that Percasso from the art gallery? asked Stitchley, the larger of the spiders, to her brother, who was lazily preening the hairs on his eight elegant legs. Yes, I believe it is, replied Button, who was amazed to see the cat so far from home at this time of night. She looks quite agitated. I do hope nothing's wrong. Stitchley recognised a sense of excitement in that last comment, and knew that her brother adored the fact that they were rather famous amongst all the other creatures in the city. They'd solved the mystery of the dog-napped puppy, and also discovered who'd set fire to a busy pub. They hadn't done it all alone, of course. They'd had plenty of help from the cats, dogs, mice, rabbits, and more animals than anyone would ever know. Only last year, they'd set the two legs free after they'd been trapped in the city by a curious purple cloud. Even Stitchley had to admit that it had all been a bit too quiet of late, and she did miss the friends they'd met on their various adventures. Let's see what Picasso wants, she said to herself, as Button had already climbed down from his web and was out through the letterbox. He was speaking to a very worried cat. All the creatures in Chichester could speak to each other. It was a cross between speaking and thinking. If they thought really hard, they could transmit their thoughts to other animals, who could speak back. It saved a lot of time, and as long as everyone obeyed the golden rule that you never ate anyone you were speaking to, it all worked fine. By the time Stitchley had joined her brother outside in the cool night air, Picasso had explained what she'd seen. She told them about the rotten smell, the ship of many parts, and the strange noises coming from the decks below. She'd paused to try to explain what the noises sounded like, but she didn't need to. The hairs on her back, and those of the spiders too, stood on end as a ghostly wailing echoed around North Street. A mix of low sobbing and the whispering of a thousand lamenting souls filled the air. The lights flickered and the street was plunged into darkness.